Well, good morning, everyone. My name's Brian, and today is Tuesday, August 8th, 2023, and this is episode 487 of the Lots Project podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control, and it's another Coffee with Brian, a daily morning chat. Come hang out with us, talk um, talk about a bunch of random stuff. Uh, what's going on in my life this morning? What do I have on the list? It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. So we're going to talk Tinfoil Tuesdays. Got a special episode of Tinfoil Tuesdays this week, trialing out something. We'll do that a little later in the show. Other than that, I uh, I have a, uh, a topic on the list. Tinfoil Tuesdays is uh, is pretty much the second half of the this, this show. Uh, maybe a little less, but uh, I got another topic to throw out there. Uh, anarchist dilemma that I heard of in uh, one of the Telegram groups the other day. Uh, it wasn't presented as an anarchist dilemma. It was presented more as a what would you do? Uh, but as I look at it in an anarchist lens, it definitely was worth talking about because uh, what do you do? What do you do when you uh, when your principles are challenged or when you have to think about something in a different light? So I'll present the question to you and uh, my thoughts and see, see what you think too. We can have a discussion uh, with people in the chat. Uh, we'll do that after Tinfoil Tuesdays. Like I said, special episode of Tinfoil Tuesdays today uh, with uh, old Backwoods Butcher Kyle. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Trying something out. It might crash and burn. Uh, you never know. You never know. But before that, we'll have the perfect cup question of the day. We got some decent answers across the board. We, we're hitting them up in uh, second day in a row on Noster and a bunch on Telegram. So keep keep answering those questions when you see them. And beyond that, share them. Share them. You see them out on social media, even if you answer in the Telegram channel. I appreciate it if you share those posts around. That goes along with every post, all the posts out there. Sharing, 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 commenting, and all that stuff does uh, does a bunch. So I appreciate you, Pip. Good morning, humans. Good morning, good morning. I see Pip uh, uh, liking, commenting, sharing on all the Facebook stuff all the time. I appreciate it, my man. Blakeslee Acres. good morning, good morning. How we doing, Joe? Hope everything is well today. Um, yeah, and then, uh, then a history segment uh, um, put together by Pip. Lots of history this morning for August 8th, and that will be coming up in a little while. Uh, what's in the cup? What's in the cup? I got both what's in the cup and what's on the cup. If you are uh, if you are watching the live video, uh, I'm going to do that again. I'm going to take another sip here and see if you notice anything new. Ah, there you go. A little wiggle wiggle. <laughs> Is that a song now? A little wiggle wiggle or something? I don't know. Corey's ignoring me. <laughs> anyway, I got a package in the mail yesterday. A good swag pack uh, of duction cups. I was going through them. There were some awesome little ducks there. Uh, the post office lady got one in exchange for all the packages she gets me and uh, or she picks up for me. Picks up, holds on, whatever. Uh, and then uh then when uh, then when i got them i opened them up and um 
we have a post carrier that comes out of that post office that drives a jeep she says oh my god the american flag hat one can i get it for my post driver i said yes yes you can um and then she said well how much is it i said well for all the work you do for me i suppose you can you can advertise this for me and uh, she says, okay, okay, I'll definitely have it on the counter here. And then I'll give it to the post lady and she'll drive around with it. I'm like, sounds good. She goes, I'll do something nice for you. And I'm like, we already we already squared up, lady. I already told you, you do a bunch of stuff for us. And uh, and this is a value in exchange. So anyway, I uh, went through them at the post office. Uh, Might have hooked up a couple more customers. Pip, there were a few people in the post office that were digging them quite a bit, even though they weren't cheap people. But prototype showed up prototype in the mail if you want to check that out these are on order right now you can order them on the site i don't think you can order them direct on the site i think it's all a pre-order but bobblehead ducks get those on your dash get those on your desk at work on your computer you can throw it right on the top of your computer monitor and every time you're having a bad day just smack that duck Man, we could come up with some good catchphrases for that, um, hanging out with the ducks. But uh, right now, we got her on the cup. Plugsy's got a buddy now. Plugsy has got a buddy. Pip says, I see you got your uh, box from Lisa. Yes, yes. Uh, what a fantastic uh, yeah, swag pack, for sure. For sure. I will be enjoying getting out and uh, getting to some in-person Jeep meetups around here. And, uh, and spreading the Duction Cup love for sure, for sure. I appreciate it, guys, down there. And uh, Pip for that history segment every day. I will talk about that in a little bit. Anyway, it is uh, six after here. Let's get to that perfect cup question. And then we'll roll, like I said, into history. So here we go. All right, it's time for the 137th edition of The Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram channel, t.me slash lots chat. That's t.me slash lots chat. Every Sunday through Thursday, I ask a question out around social media. If you see that post, answer. Leave a comment. Leave a comment for the question, and you will get put on that list to uh, to share the answers the next day on the show uh, i posted on facebook instagram noster linkedin miwi and twitter uh find it there uh usually mid-morning mid-morning sunday through thursday and then follow up with the show the next morning 6 a.m central on youtube and facebook live and then you can also grab the audio replay on the Lost Project podcast feed or on its standalone, the Perfect Cup feed. If you're listening on the Perfect Cup feed daily, I wish I would appreciate it if you would hit that subscribe and leave a comment or a review. We're trying to build up this Perfect Cup standalone feed and make it work. Anyway, the Perfect Cup question of the day today is what would be the title of your memoir? What would be the title of your memoir? Man, I uh, I thought a little bit. I'm not a uh, I'm not a writer. I, I guess I am. I, I've written a couple of uh, short ebooks and how tos, and in the process process of writing more. But I'm not uh, I'm not a memoir type of guy. Uh, 
So I threw one out there. I threw one out there. I was looking at the other ones, kind of cheated a little bit, saw what everybody else was answering, and then I came up with mine. I think I'm going to have to go with figuring it out along the way would be a fantastic memoir for me. Um, I just kind of get myself in some situations and then figure it out. Yeah, I try to plan as much as I can, but man, I really learned in this life, you can plan as much as you want, but shit will go sideways. So just figuring it out along the way, both the little things and the big things for sure. Let's get to those audience participation questions. Golden Crickets weighed in on the Telegram chat and said, not another dumb chick. I, there you go. There you go. That'd be a good one. That'd be a good one for sure. Kyle, the Backwoods Butcher. Kyle, this is the guy. This is the guy that I'm letting do the Tinfoil Tuesday uh, tin, tinfoil Tuesday segment today. And uh, when we get there, you'll realize how scary that is. Uh, Kyle, the Backwoods Butcher, says, he made it this far reading like a third grader. Damn. Now, that's the title of a book I'd probably read. Maybe. 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 Maybe if it was a coloring book, we could uh, we could make it happen. Uh, you get uh, you get that four-pack of crayons like you got at the little restaurants when uh, you're trying to occupy the kids. James over at Gingerbread Farms weighed in with failure is always an option. Failure is always an option. And, uh, yeah, you know. You know, it always is. It always is. But as long as you can circle back and make it happen, it's okay. Canadian Farmstead says, Vini, Vidi, Comedi. Um, I I, uh, I hope that is uh, a play on Vidi, Vidi, Vici and uh, trying to be funny. <sighs> we see you succeeded again at your high comedy, Canadian Farmstead. Pip says... Pip says, born and build stuff, soon buried. <laughs> I mean, I hope that that is a, a, succinct, uh, a succinct description of everybody's life. Uh, hopefully, you're born, uh, you build something, whether metaphorically or physically or, uh, or electronically, something, and then uh, soon buried. Soon is all relative, I guess, and in, in the lifespan of the earth. So uh, we can say that that life ended too soon. Um, nah, I mean, we're all here for a for a, a guess amount of time. So born, build stuff and soon buried. Scrambling weighed in over on the Telegram chat and said the strangest life I ever knew. And if you've met Scrambling or interacted with Scrambling at all, um, I think you would think that was perfectly, perfectly normal uh, title for his memoir and very, very, very fitting. Um, Scrambling is an interesting dude for sure. And I mean, strangest, I don't like those words. I think there's a lot of words that really uh, um, brought out a negative connotation. Strangest, I think the dude's just eccentric. He uh, he he knows what he likes and he does what he wants. And I think that's perfectly great. Uh, but man, yeah, the strangest life I've ever knew is uh, perfect for that scrambling uh, over on Noster. We got a couple of ways in a couple of people weighed in over on Noster. If you haven't checked out Noster, you can uh, find my uh, pub key and everything in the get social section of the website, thelotsproject.com. Over on Connect, hit that Get Social, and you can find us wherever we are out there. Chris Dixon weighed in on Noster and said, but did you die? 
that is uh, that is definitely uh, a fulfilled life, a full life, I guess you could say, if you've uh, if you've experienced enough times that uh, your memoir is titled "But Did You Die?" Uh, you've been there close. You've been there close, and uh, it didn't happen, except once. Once at the end, Chris Dixon's answer was "But Did You Die?" All right, let's uh, let's hit that last one over on Nostir. It came from Hiker Brian, and it said, The Diary of an Easily Distracted Squirrel. Dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I get it, man. I get it. I like it. I like it. Uh, as far as being easily distracted, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Uh, I think that might have been part of the, part of the, the short attention span uh, electronic media. It's just all, it's all coming together. Short attention spans. Let's uh, let's make it happen. So, thanks, Hanker, Hiker Brian. Thanks, Chris Dixon, for weighing in over on Noster. Now we're getting to Corey's answer. Corey said she'd never write one, so she doesn't need a title. Uh, basically, I think that's the title of her memoir is, I would never write one. <laughs> so we'll go with that. She said, no title, I would never write one, and I just adapted for her a little bit because uh, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. She has to answer since she's making me answer every day. Hey, Walter, get your nose in the window. Oh, man. St. Bernard's and screen windows. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Anyway, that's the perfect cup question of the day today. Again, the question was, what would be the title of your memoir? Uh, had some great answers. If you want to participate in the perfect cup question, be sure to find that question posted around socials or the easiest way is in that Telegram chat at t.me slash lots feed. Excuse me, that's Telegram channel. Switch that up. I need to change my notes and I will remember to say it every day, but Telegram channel at t.me slash lots feed. That's where all the important links are posted for the show. It's kind of like the chat, but none of the chatter, just all the important links and a way to one-way communicate with me and the rest of the community uh, by dropping comments on the post. Check it out. Check it out. This has been another episode of The Perfect Cup. And now back to the main show. Oh, oh guys, how are we doing today? It's um, it's a weird... It's weird in the in the trailer this morning. Um, turn the air off. What was that? Did I ding? Was that the dog? I don't know what what's dinging. Oh man, um, I think that actually might be me. And it was going off in the interview last night, and I thought it was the guest. <laughs> perfect, perfect. I need to find out what uh, what website is making weird noises in the background of my show. Fantastic. I only have like 40 tabs open. So anyway, it's um, it's cool outside, but it feels a little warm. Um, it's just weird. The humidity, man, it, it throws everything sideways. It throws all normal recognition of temperatures out the window. Um, I'm, I look at temperatures on the forecast. I look at current temperatures outside and inside. And uh, holy shit. Just throws, throws your perception of temperature and sends it all askew so it is what it is just figuring it out and adapting part of moving around and figuring it all out and deciding if you want to be in different places so yeah we'll see we'll see um nice little breeze coming through the window we were able to actually open the windows and uh, have it cool enough to start the day with a little breeze so that's nice that's nice for sure 
Yeah, I did take the Duction Cup um, bobblehead off the side. It was banging on my computer. So my cup wouldn't set down flat unless I took it off. So if you see it, you saw it. Now you don't. He's still here. Anyway, let's get to the history segment for day. Speaking of Duction Cups, Pip over at Duction Cups diligently puts the history segment together five days a week for the show. And I appreciate it greatly. And uh, man, if you do, if you enjoy the history segment, uh, check out Duction Cups. Head on over there. If you don't drive a Jeep, it's okay. They are fun to play with. I was excited when I got my buy box yesterday, and I am not a Jeeper by any means. Uh, just cool. They're fun. They make you smile. Giving them away to people, uh, not necessarily children either. Adults will get a smile on their face if you hand the right person one of these. But uh, yeah, check them out at DuctionCup.com slash lots to get in that uh, in that affiliate tracking for me. But uh, check out Duction Cups. Order up a, order up a pack. Get them and spread some cheer around or use them yourself and put them all over everything. So anyway, with that, let's get to lots of history put together by Pip over at DuctionCups.com. Tuesday, August 7th, 2023. Here is our episode of Lots of History for Tuesday, August 7th. And if you're in Tanzania, happy 8-8 day or nene-nene day, as they say. This is lots of history, and here's some nugs. This day, August 8th, 1876, Thomas Edison receives a patent for his mimograph. The mimograph, along with spirit duplicators and hectographs, were common technologies for printing small quantities of a document, as in office work, classroom materials, and church bulletins. Early fanzies were printed by uh, were print, printed by Mimograph because the machine and supplies were widely available and inexpensive. This day, August 8th, 1963, Great Train Robbery in England, a gang of 15 train robbers steal 2.6 million pounds in banknotes. That's not weight, that is currency. With careful planning based on inside information from an individual known as the Uthsalman, the Ulsterman, who re whose real identity has never been established, the robbers escaped with over 2.61 million pounds. The bulk of the stolen money was never recovered. The gang did not use any firearms. Jack Mills, the train driver, was beaten over the head with a metal bar. After the robbery, the gang hid at Leathersdale Farm. The police found this hideout and incriminating evidence. A Monopoly board with fingerprints led the eventual arrest and conviction of most of the gang. The ringleaders were sentenced to 30 years in prison. I wonder if anybody held on to that get out of free, get out of jail free card. <coughs> this day, August 8th, 1989, space shuttle program, the STS-28 mission. <coughs> space shuttle Columbia takes off on a secret five-day military mission. We're sending secret spaceships into the sky. The mission details of STS-28 are classified, but the payload is widely to believe, believed to have been the first STS-2 relay communication satellite. The altitude of the mission was between 295 kilometers and 307 kilometers, but for you freedom unit loving people, that's 183 miles to 191 miles. 
This day, August 8th, 2000, Confederate submarine H.L. Hunley is raised to the surface after 136 years on the ocean floor and 30 years after its discovery by undersea explorer E. Lee Spence. A submarine of the Confederate States of America that played a small part in the American Civil War, Hunley demonstrated the advantages and dangers of undersea warfare. She was the first combat submarine to sink a warship, the USS Houstonic. Although Hunley was not completely submerged and following her attack was lost along with her crew before she could return to base, 21 crewmen died in the three sinkings of Hunley during her short career. It was sunk three times. She was named for her inventor, Horace Lawson Lee, shortly after she was taken into the government service under the control of the Confederate States Army at Charleston, South Carolina. Man, I don't know if I want to get stationed on a boat that's already sunk twice. This day, August 8th, 2004, a tour bus belonging to Dave Matthews Band dumps approximately 800 pounds of human waste onto a boat full of passengers. Whew, that would have been a shitty day. A tour bus belonging to Dave Matthews Band dumped an estimated 800 pounds of human waste. And in case you're wondering, up in Canada, that's 360 kilograms of shit from the bus Blackwater tank through the Kinsey Street Bridge in Chicago onto the passenger sightseeing boat Chicago's Little Lady sailing in the Chicago River below. Oh, my God. I was telling Corey yesterday, can you imagine owning part of Dave Matthews' band? Because that was what would happen if they dumped shit on me. Uh, Pip says the filing describes the incident. This is from the court filing. The liquid waste was brownish yellow in color and had a foul offensive odor. The liquid human waste went into passengers' eyes, mouths, hair, and onto clothing and personal belongings, many of which were soaked. Some of the passengers suffered nausea and vomiting as a result of the exposure to the human waste. The boat's deck was swabbed by its crew and service was resumed for its scheduled 3 p.m. tour. <laughs> Glad I didn't make the noon tour. Jesus. Let's hit those birthdays. Birthdays today, August 8th, 1839. Nelson A. Mills, American general, an American military general who served in the American Civil War, the American Indian Wars, and the Spanish-American War. From 1895 to 1903, Mills served as the last commanding general of the United States Army before the office was retooled as chief of staff of the Army. Uh, this day, August 8th, 1901, Ernest Lawrence, American physicist and academic and a Nobel Prize laureate, an American nuclear physicist and winter winner of the Nobel Prize in Physics in 1939 for his invention of the cyclotron. He is known for his work on uranium isotope separation for the Manhattan Project. What a great guy. As well as founding of the Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory and the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory. Nothing like trying to do shit to kill people. I don't know if that was his, his intention when he started working on it. This day, August 8th, 1921, Webb Pierce, American singer, songwriter, and guitarist. An American honky-tonk vocalist, songwriter, and guitarist of the 1950s, one of the most popular of the genre, charting more number one hits than any other country artist during the decade. This day, August 8th, 1927, Maya, Maya, Wojciechowska, 
Wojciechowska. I think I got it. I think I got it, guys. Polish-American author, a Polish-American writer best known for children's and young adult fiction. Pip's notes, yes, because of the name. Thanks, Pip. We're talking about children's authors from Poland and uh, <laughs> nothing special, but man, look at that name. This day, August 8th, 1944, John Holmes, John C. Holmes, American film actor and American pornographic film actor. He ranks among the most prolific. And yes, because of the profession. <laughs> Pip throws him in there because of the pronunciations or the professions. <laughs> Also, 1952, Robin Quivers, American nurse and radio host personality and author, an American radio personality, author and actress, best known for being the long running co-host of The Howard Stern Show. And I'm guessing she has interviewed John Holmes, who died today. Let's see who kicked off today, who kicked off today, passings. Deaths on August 8th, 1950, Fergus McMaster, Australian businessman and founded Qantas, an American businessman and aviation pioneer. He was one of the three founders of the Queensland and North Northern Territory Aerial Service Limited, the airline company that became commonly known by its acronym Qantas. And if you remember in uh, Rain Man, when they were trying to fly, Tom Cruise says to Dustin Hoffman, Every plane has crashed. Every play, every company has had a plane crash. And uh, and and Dustin Hoffman looks at him and says, not Qantas. <laughs> Qantas. <laughs> uh, this day in 1984, August 8th, 1984, Richard Deacon died, an American actor, American television and motion picture actor, best known for playing supporting roles in television shows such as The Dick Van Dyke Show, Leave it to Beaver, and The Jack Benny Program along with minor roles in films such as Invasion of the Body Snatchers and Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Uh, this day, August 8th, 1991, James Irwin, American colonial pilot and astronaut, an American astronaut, aeronautical engineer, test pilot, and United States Air Force pilot. He served as a lunar module pilot for Apollo 15, the fourth human lunar landing. He was the eighth person to walk on the moon and the first and youngest of all those astronauts to die. August 8th, 1991, Irwin suffered another heart attack after a bike ride. Attempts to attempts at resuscitation were unsuccessful, and Irwin died later that day. He was buried at Arlington National Cemetery. He and his wife, Mary Ellen, whom he was married for three decades, had five children. <coughs> Excuse me. This day, August 8th, 2004, Faye Ray, Canadian-American actress, a Canadian-American actress known best known for starring as Anne Darrow in the 1933 film King Kong, through an acting career that spanned nearly six decades, Ray attained international recognition as an actress in horror films. She's been dubbed one of the early scream queens. Ray died in her sleep of natural causes in the night of August 8, 2004, in her apartment on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. She was interned at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery in Hollywood, California, Two days after her death, the lights of the Empire State Building were lowered for 15 minutes in her memory. This day, August 8th, 2022, Olivia Newton-John, an English-Australian singer, songwriter, and actress. She was a four-time Grammy-winning, four-time Grammy Award winner whose music career included 15 top 10 singles, including five number one singles on the Billboard Hot 100. In May 2017, it was announced that Newton-John 
Newton John's breast cancer had returned and metastasized it to her lower back. The cancer had spread to her bones and progressed to stage four. Newton John experienced significant pain from the metastasized bone lesions and had spoken of her cannabis oil to ease her pain. She was an advocate of the use of medical cannabis. Her daughter, Chloe, owns a cannabis farm in Oregon. Holidays, what are what is going on today in the world? August 8th, what holidays do we have? Happiness Day, Happiness Happens Day in 1999, the society declared August 8th as the Admit Your Happy Day, now known as Happiness Happens Day. The idea was inspired by the event that happened the previous year on the same day. The first member joined the society in 1998. The society asked the governors in all 50 states to proclaim 19 of them sent proclamations. Interesting. Happiness Happens Day. International Cat Day is also on August 8th. It was created in 2002 by the International Fund for Animal Welfare. It is a day to raise awareness for cats and learn about ways to help and protect them. Pips notes, the cat is now bonded to me, has brought me several moles, a few snakes, and a bird or two. I reward it with scratches and praise for the moles, not the birds. I call him an asshole about the bird thing. (laughs) Cats are assholes, man. Just in general. Just in general. Get used to it. Anyway, y'all got things. You all go do things to get things done and enjoy a taco because it's Taco Tuesday. Pip with Duction Cups reminds you not to pull your duck out in public unless it's asked for. Wise advice, Pip. Wise advice. You can find all the links and uh, written descriptions to all those segments over at thelotsproject.com on the blog post for the day. Scroll to the bottom and you'll find lots of history. And if you want to just listen to the history segment every morning, I am now pulling that out and uploading it on YouTube podcast as a video. And I believe you can get the audio format direct through uh, podcast direct through YouTube music. Check it out. Lots of history daily up on daily up on the YouTube and the blog post and the audio. Find it. Find it. It's prepared every day by Pip over at DuctionCups.com. Get your ducks stuck. (laughs) But another episode of Lots of History. Now back to that main show. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning, Kyle. The Backwoods Butcher showed up, finally uh, Finally showed up. I was wondering if he was going to make his uh, video debut appearance. Yeah, I spilled the beans. Tinfoil Tuesdays, Kyle uh, Kyle decided that he'd no want to righty-righty down the segment and uh, submitted a video last night. I like you, buddy. <laughs> Kyle says nobody like nobody cares about cats. Yes, nobody cares about cats. I mean, big cats are pretty cool. They'll kill you in a second, and you won't even know it's coming. But uh, yeah, cats are. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I I had a theory. I can hit this real quick before the history segment. I think Corey and I were discussing it. I I laid it out for her. Um, crazy cat ladies, how this phenomenon happens. Uh, I think, I think how this happens is a woman, I mean, it happens to guys too. I'm not being sexist or anything, but the stereotype is the crazy cat lady. I think how this happens is a, is a woman is single past her, uh, desire to, um, 
or past her ability to be out in that um, in that dating pool. So not necessarily because of age or looks or anything, just personal preference. Don't want to be out trying to find a date anymore. Uh, they kind of settle in and at some point they realize they're lonely. So they go to the animal shelter and they pick up a kitten. Um, kitten's great. Kitten loves you. You bring it home and uh, you, it, it needs you to take care of it. So it acts kind of uh, kind of nice for a little bit. Uh, you feed it, you pet it, you hold it. And then you think you found your bond. You think you found your, your, uh, your true soulmate and you love it to death. And then it just turns into that cat asshole knocking shit off the table, just ignoring you, doing stuff to spite you, staring at you and taking a dump in the floor, you know, that kind of stuff. But you love the cat so much, you can't get rid of it. But you still desire that bond you had with that little kitten. So you go back to the animal shelter seeking that love. And you find a little kitten and you bring it home and you love it and you scratch it and it needs you to take care of it. And it's the greatest thing ever until it turns into a cat and it turns into an asshole. And then you got two little assholes. And so then you end up having to get two cats to overcome the hate in that house. That's how you become a crazy cat lady. I figured it out. I broke the code. I don't know. We were just sitting here one night talking about, uh, I don't know how cat lady came up. I think somebody was giving away a cat. And I said, that's how it starts. That's how it starts. Pip says, and then it shits in the bathroom. <laughs> Well, where else would you like it to shit? Oh, you mean in the bathroom, but not in the toilet. <laughs> now, these fuckers that teach their cats to shit in the toilet and flush, I got respect for them, man. The litter box was definitely one of the worst uh, parts of owning a cat, uh, other than dealing with it with the dogs when it would in intentionally fire the dogs up. But uh, seeing these people that teach their cats to use the shitter... Brilliant, brilliant, man. Until they shit on the seat and leave it there for you in the morning. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go. Uh, I, I'm warning warning the audience. I, uh, I have not previewed this video. I, I've listened to the first uh, few minutes. I just didn't have time. I received it last night at the last minute as I was getting ready to call it a night and, uh, and slip into bed. I didn't even finish downloading it before before I uh, I nodded off. And this morning I pulled it up and I only have a few minutes of uh, free time before the show. I was able to pop it on. Kyle says he hasn't listened to it either. That's fantastic. That's um, that's a really great way to go with things. Uh, so I'm going to go for this. We're going to see how it goes. Uh, maybe we can give Kyle a little feedback. And um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Let's uh, let's see how it goes, guys. Let's see how it goes. Regardless of what you may have read in the tabloids, there have never been any spacecraft recovered by our government. Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. Can to find out what exactly happened on 9/11. How did they know who did this so quickly, like they did Lee Harvey Oswald? How quick they knew Lee Harvey Oswald well, we killed Kennedy. I'm putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. All right, everyone. It's another episode of Tinfoil Tuesdays. And as you notice, I do not have the tinfoil hat on today. I am not bringing you the segment. I'm not reading the segment, but I am just going to 
commentate the segment. Don't know what we have in store, but here we go. Kyle, the Backwoods Butcher, has asked to submit a segment for Tinfoil Tuesdays. Take it away, Kyle. It's Tinfoil Tuesday. So, in the fact that I don't have Tinfoil in the house, which made this kind of disappointing. Okay. You wrote the segment last week. You decided you were going to make a video this week. You couldn't prepare some tinfoil. What kind of prepper are you? That's going to be close enough. So, today we're talking about Hunter Biden. And I can talk a lot better than I can write. So, I'm going to go... Are we sure about that? Go through some of the highlights of everything that's going on with Hunter Biden. Past, present, future what everyone's kind of thinking about and talking about. And like I said, it was going to be a lot easier talking about it than writing it all down. So I know we've all heard the name. Some of us probably know more about what's going on than others or the conspiracies that's going on about it. Hence being here. Um, well, that's fun. I'm going to take that off because that's going to be a pain in the ass the whole time. I'll prepare better next time. Um, all right. He made it a whole like minute and a half in with the tinfoil hat on. I don't know. I don't know if we should continue to play this because it's not tinfoil Tuesdays at this point. Um, so Hunter Biden was born in on February 4th, 1970. Uh, he is an attorney, businessman, and artist. Um, he sells some of his art for half a million dollars. Sounds a lot like money laundering, but whatever. So he also had... Um, a sister, Ashley Biden, and a brother, Beau Biden. So, Beau was, in all intents and purposes, the good son. He was the one that served in the military, was getting groomed to be in politics, had a lot of things going on. Well, he got brain cancer from the burn pits over in, um, I think it was Iraq that he was in. So... Just a little, again, character on old Hunter. Okay, is that conspiracy? Are we talking conspiracy that he got brain cancer from the burn pits? Or is this uh, is this a, a known fact? He went over to, you know, console Bo Biden's widow. Well, then he started banging Bo Biden's widow. And they banged for a while. Um, and while Hunter Biden was also married at the time. Um, that went on for a while, and one of the fun things that happened in their fun relationship is at one point, Hunter Biden illegally had a gun because he had been discharged from the Navy for failing a drug test. Um, he had prior uh, drug charges, so he illegally had a gun. He then gave it to Bo Biden's wife, and she threw it in a garbage can across from a high school. Just going to let that one sink in. But yeah, so that happened. Um, so, yeah, so to talk about Hunter, we kind of got to hop back over to Joe a little bit, and Ukraine, and everything that's going on with that. So a little back history, there was a coup in Ukraine to overthrow the Russian-leaning president. I didn't write down his name, because I knew I was not going to be able to pronounce it. So we're all just going to have to live in theater of the mind for a minute. So there was a coup in 2014 called... What was it? The Revolution of Dignity. There are, it would be another three segments 
to get into all of that. All I will say is a lot of protesters got a lot of money and basically a bunch of U.S. officials were going on national television and late night shows talking about how they were trying to put a coup out in Ukraine so they wouldn't be Russian-leaning. Just saying, you can find the clips. I might try and find it and put it up here. So yeah, this revolution, there was 121 dead at the end. Okay, you know when you put uh, video or put video on the screen that this is an audio podcast, and I get way more audio downloads than I do video downloads, so you have to read the screen. End of it. Um, and a more left-leaning, more Western-thinking um, president was installed. So once all this happened, there was a company called Burisma. I know we've all heard the name. So Burisma is one of the largest natural gas companies in Ukraine. Um, and with now the president that favored them no longer in power, they were getting a little nervous. So they then hired or brought on Hunter Biden on their board. Now, again, we're talking about a dishonorably discharged Navy man for crack use. Yes. He's That's a seaman. He's seaman, sir. He's an attorney. Yes, he's a businessman, but his claim to fame at this time is being an artist. So we're just going to put him in a national gas company board. All right, cool. Perfect. And this is also right when um, Joe Biden was vice president under Barack Obama. And the one of the prosecutors in Ukraine was like, I don't really like this. This is getting a little sketchy and doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, then old Joe went over to Ukraine and told the president of Ukraine, if you do not fire this prosecutor who is investigating this company, you guys will not be getting the billion dollars in aid that is promised to you by the United States. And they said to him, you don't have the... He said, go ahead and call... Obama, see what he says. I'll go ahead and pop the video up real quick on this too. Um, I remember going over convincing our team, our <coughs> others to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess the 12th, 13th time to Kiev and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to the press conference. Said, "No, nah, I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, "You're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here." And I think it was what six hours. I looked. I said, "I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money." Well, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired and they put in place someone who was solid at the time well there's still days so that video got around for a little bit and this is where trump got his first impeachment because he was like that doesn't really make sense someone should probably look into it reached out to ukrainian president and was like what's going on here what is this all about um, and put an investigation out 
and held their weapons that we were sending them as well. So, again, it's all kind of the same thing. Everyone's doing the same stuff. So, while all this is happening, Hunter Biden is just doing all of the cocaine, all of the crack, all of the drugs, and banging every prostitute, hooker, or stripper he can find. I think it is out that he has at least two random kids across the country with strippers. Don't quote me on two, but it's at least one. <laughs> um, and while he's doing this, he's filming everything. <coughs> and in 2019, he decided to drop his laptop off at a repair shop in Delaware. Went through all the paperwork where it's, all right, if you don't pick this up after it's fixed, after 120 days or whatever the heck it is, um, the laptop is mine. Well, got the computer fixed, did everything he needed to do, and called him. Never picked up, never picked up, never picked up, till it got to that day where all of a sudden that was the owner of the la the owner of the store owned the laptop. And he decided to take a deep dive into it. And what he found was over 120 emails, photos, and different material of everything that's going on. Of him just blowing rails, smoking crack, weighing crack, sex with prostitutes of unknown ages. All the fun stuff. <laughs> and this guy was terrified because he literally just fell into a landmine. Um, he made a couple copies. He went out of his way. He got his father involved, who used to work in the government in some relations, who had friends in the FBI. They went as far to go to a FBI headquarters in Arizona to turn in the information. They did nothing with it. They didn't do anything with it. The laptop ended up being sold to Alex Jones. Alex Jones owned it for a little while. And when Alex Jones went through all of his lawsuits about Sandy Hook and everything that went on with that, the FBI came in and raided his facility. And one of the people who works for Alex Jones, like higher up, said, oh, I'm guessing you're probably going to take this and handed him the laptop. And he said, why would, what is this? And he goes, this is Hunter Biden's laptop. And they go, nope, we don't care. All right. It then later got confiscated after the fact. But, again, still a little sketchy. Um, and from there, a whole bunch of stuff has gotten leaked out. I'm sure we've all seen the pictures. I'm sure we've all had a good laugh. Because they are crazy. But, again, in those emails, it's talking about 10% off for the big guy. Who's that going to be? Calling his dad, Pedo Pete. The whole, like, I'm pretty sure that was his contact in there is calling him Pedo Pete. Talking about relations with China, other Chinese businesses, one of the major ones being one of the, there was a Chinese energy company that he was affiliated with that in the middle of COVID, when we were at our worst with gas, the gas prices were as high as they possibly could go. We ourselves were dipping into our own, our own strategic reserves about, I think it was a, over a million barrels 
of crude oil from our strategic reserves went to that Chinese company that Hunter Biden flew on Air Force Two to go talk to. So, again, some of the weird stuff. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything's true, anything's false. I'm just kind of saying a whole bunch of stuff that <coughs> I don't really want to make sense. But who knows? So when this officially came out like as a big thing or just the whispers of it, the FBI did, before it went full-blown, go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of these social media companies and said, hey, we just want to give you a heads up. There's a bunch of Russian disinformation coming your way about uh, Hunter Biden and a laptop. And they all obliged. They, there were cases that I think the Wall Street Journal got deleted off of Twitter for running the story. And everyone was up in arms. Like, this is the Wall Street Journal. You're going to pop them off? Granted, it's the Wall Street Journal. They should. But... All of these people got shut down. You couldn't send it in private message. You couldn't send it anywhere. They were trying to wipe it from everything. And now, if anyone watches Joe Rogan, Mark Zuckerberg flat out said all this. He's like, yeah, no, the FBI told us to take all that stuff down. Um, it's just gotten pretty nuts. Up into, It's still going. Literally this week, um, Hunter Biden pleaded not guilty to felony tax evasion along with a whole bunch of other laundry lists of stuff. But the tax evasion is what they were really going on him for. My dude was writing off drugs and hookers on his taxes. I mean, I he's a very bad person, but five years ago, I would have hung out with Hunter Biden, and it would have been nuts. But <laughs> All right, guys. Anyway... Thanks, Kyle. I had to cut it off there. We're running kind of low on time. This is this is where this segment would be over. Uh, he just called Hunter Biden my dude. I think uh, I don't think he was trying to knock him down in that segment. I think he was basically <laughs> propping him up and wishing he could do all of the same. Uh, Kyle, thanks for the video clip. Thanks for. I'm sorry if there was good gold at the end, uh, but I had to drop it off here. Not even going to have time for my topic today. Um, we will we will talk about that tomorrow for sure. That is going to be the lead topic on the list. I'm going to be talking about that anarchist dilemma uh, that you come across. A uh, little little teaser about that is um, I'll, I'll set a, I'll, I'll give you the backstory, I guess, and then tomorrow kind of dive into um, fleshing out my train of thought when it comes through something like this. And it, it might be something that, that you might experience in your life and it, it could prepare you for uh, going through that, going through that um, scenario. But I was on Telegram, oh man, it must've been a week or two ago now, and someone um, posted a problem. And if you're not on Telegram and you're not in a lot of the, the communities uh, surrounding my show and several other shows, we have really tight net communities there, uh, Backwoods Butcher, uh, Liberty Meat Solutions, Toolman Tim, uh, Two Chicks Homestead. Uh, we all have um, uh, all around growth with Rob Kaiser. All have small communities there, uh, a lot of intermingling between users, uh, but uh, each individual group has its own feel and tone. Um, one of the groups, someone posted a uh, request for, you know, input on what, what you would have done. 
Uh, and how the scenario went down was they were at a community pool, uh, sounded like um, kind of like, I don't want to say a gated community, but a, uh, uh, a community that had uh, probably an HOA, HOA fees. They have a pool. They have a little community gathering spot. And it sounded like they were all hanging out at the pool. And one of the moms, um, one of the moms was tipping back some uh, some beverages uh, while they were there. They were there for a while. They were in the sun. Um, mom was um, drunk. And whether that was uh, completely fall down inebriated or just a little tipsy, kind of... Um, kind of weighs in what you would do in the situation, but I don't think it was really spelled out um, in the in the discussion. Obviously not uh, fall down enough that they couldn't get in the car because the, the dilemma came when mom wanted to leave and uh, hustled her kids into the, in the, into the van and uh, was getting ready to drive the kids home. Now, Low speed limit, um, community roads, probably two blocks to the house, uh, more than likely not anything going to happen. You never know. Where are they going home? Where are they going to go to the store first? Where are they going to go to uh, Walmart down the highway? You don't know. Um, is it your responsibility to step in and save her? Is it your responsibility to step in and save the kids? Is it none of your fucking business um, what they're doing? I think as an anarchist where you step back and you steadfastly say, I don't give a shit what anybody else does. You have to remember as long as they're not hurting anyone, as long as they're not hurting me or anyone that I care about or that doesn't deserve to be hurt. Um, what about those kids? What if, what if I think a lot of laws are put on the books uh, for what if, I don't know. Think about it tonight, guys. Think about it, and uh, and and let's have that discussion tomorrow. What you would have done? Are you an anarchist? Are you not? Um, maybe you just have feelings on what you would do. But I'll lead off with that tomorrow morning. We'll have that discussion and uh, see how that goes. Other than that, let's uh, let's start wrapping things up. Item of the day today is the pull patch hat. Pull patch hat. Um, you know. It is pole patch hat was born out of necessity for me for two reasons. One, I love patches. I, I love uh, I love seeing them. I love seeing them at uh, at stores and like picking one up as a as a memory as a souvenir. I also like getting um, ones that have meanings to them. This and that. Display them every want. I can display them in my room. I can display them here in my in a man cave or wherever. But the best place to display them and show what you like is the hat. The hat. Now, the other reason that we went down this road was as we were minimizing, minimizing, I realized I had a hundred baseball hats. Not quite a hundred, probably in the 40s to 70 range somewhere at at, uh, at this peak. But there was no reason to carry all these around. Marry those two things together. I can store a boatload of patches. I can store them on the wall. I can store them in a little tote. I can store them a lot of places. But I only need one hat. Well, I have three. I have three different styles. But with those three different styles added in with the patches, I got hundreds of different combinations of hats. 
That's where the pull patch hat comes in handy. Uh, you can have a different hat every day and just have one hat to put on your head. So check it out. I also have a blog post link in the video description, the audio description. If you go to that blog post or uh, watch the video on YouTube that's linked there, you will get a bonus tip for using your pull patch hat, something that I found along the way that is a great tip. So click on that link down there, go to the blog post. The video is embedded in the blog post, or you can just uh, you know pull it out and, and watch it alone. It's great. It's a great little tip. The hats, I love them. They have long, they have tons of different styles. They have a full full back. They have the trucker style. They have different colors. And yeah, check them out. Check them out on Amazon. Pull patch hats. I believe the Amazon link links to their general store and not any particular hat. So check them out. I check them out today. If you don't need a new hat, but you're going to be doing some Amazon shopping today, if you scroll down in the video notes or the audio notes, you will see our general Amazon link. That is our affiliate link to get you to the general Amazon homepage where you can shop and do any of your shopping and we get a little credit in the tracking. We would appreciate that. Hey, here's a good idea. Bookmark that page. Bookmark it. Click that bookmark every time you got to go to Amazon. It'll either open the app on your phone or give you that uh, nice webpage homepage search bar in on your desktop. I appreciate it. Every little <laughs> bit helps support the Lots Project. If you missed the interview last night with Roderick Lenhart, you're going to want to check it out. Stories from a serial entrepreneur had a nice hour chat with a guy doing some crazy cool stuff right now. Um, he's launching a book in uh, in about a month. Uh, he has coaching and all sorts of stuff available on his website. And 100% of all the profits from his new venture is going to send kids on overseas trips trips abroad at the seventh, eighth grade age where that life-changing experience might boost a kid to do something great. He talks about how he had that opportunity as a child. We talk about some of his ups and downs and uh, all sorts of stuff uh, coming from a serial entrepreneur. And um, it's great chat. I really enjoyed it. I hope to work with him soon uh, on a bunch of different things. And uh, sounds like he's starting up a podcast too. And maybe I'll be a guest on there. Check it out. Stories from a serial entrepreneur. Lots to talk about. If you listen to the interview only feed on Spotify, like I said, with the perfect cup, hit that subscribe, hit like, and also leave a review. If you just want to go do that anyway, helps a bunch, helps a bunch, helps it grow. Other than that, guys, I'm going to get out of here this morning. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com or on Noster Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen to one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 Value for Value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys, and we will catch up with you on Hump Day. Smile.